in the ninth week of the sermon series, Planted. Everyone say planted. Today we're going to stay planted in Exodus chapter 17 with Moses, Aaron, Joshua, and a guy named Hur. H-U-R. I want to start with verse 10. I want to read through verse 12. The Bible says Joshua led the attack as Moses had commanded while Moses, Aaron, and Hur stood on the hilltop. The Israelites outfought the Amalekites as long as Moses held up his arms in the air. They both started losing, but they started losing whenever he lowered them. After a while, his arms were so tired that Aaron and Hur got a rock for him to sit on. Then they stood beside him and supported his arms in the same position until sunset. Somebody say, same position. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you today, God, humbly before the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords. God, I pray that somehow, someway you would minister to each and every person in this place today, those online, you would speak, you would touch, you would transform, you would deliver, you would convict, whatever it is that you need to do. God, some of us have been in the same position God, for many weeks, many years, praying the same prayer on our knees before you. I pray that today, God, that you would truly touch, speak, and minister to those who've been in the same position week after week, faithfully serving you with their hands raised high, with with pain and, and hurt in their hearts, with uncertainty, confusion, just not truly understanding the reason for this season. And so, Father, I pray for that revelation this morning. We thank you, we honor you, and we give you all the praise in your name. Everyone says, Amen. They were in the middle of this battle. Church, just like some of you are in the middle of a battle today, but if you're not in the middle of a battle today, you'll be in the middle of a battle tomorrow because we all have daily battles to fight. Physical battles, spiritual battles, mental, emotional, depression, fear, anxiety, exhaustion, inadequacy. But let me get more personal. Addiction battles, suicidal battles, pornography, lust battles, Adultery, fornication battles, premarital sex battles. Come on, some of you are battling demons daily. Or how about the demon of comparison, y'all? Now, I wonder what that demon looks like. Have you ever thought about that? Come on, that's the way my mind thinks. What does this demon that I'm battling today look like? Because they don't all look the same. If they did, we'd be ready for them. We'd be prepared for them. We would know exactly how to fight them or we'd be used to them. But they come in different forms, different disguises, demons in disguise, right? They slip in like sneaky, slithery, what? Snakes. And for you women, the demon of disguise or the demon of 
comparison might be the most beautiful woman you've ever seen in your life the perfect 10 perfect body perfect hair perfect skin color perfect husband perfect kids perfect home with the perfect life come on you know what I'm talking about but in reality she just put on a whole lot of makeup y'all and underwent a dozen surgeries to look that way or, or everything else about her that seems to be so perfect is just really just pretend fake right underneath the mask is really just a fake snake there's a reason why fake rhymes with snake y'all hmm? because being fake is being a snake I just I've never been good with fakeness how about you I can see it right through. I've never been good with fake people. I just can't. I can't handle fakeness. I can't. I'm not good at pretending like some of you are so good. It's like they never did that. They never said that. They never hurt you or the, the people around you. But we're still talking about demons, right? Not a person. Right. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen says, Even Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. For you guys, this demon of comparison might be the most muscular, strongest man in the world, like Mr. Universe, right? With the perfect life, perfect wife, perfect kids, perfect job, perfect career, perfect provider, but in reality, just a little boy trying to prove himself to be a man another snake who is fake how many have ever battled the demon of comparison let me see your hand mm, look around the room how about these other battles have you battled any of these other battles which of these battles are you battling today can you say it out loud like if I was to say stand up and say it out loud you probably wouldn't want to say it out loud right Come on, let's be real, because many of the battles that we're fighting are R-rated battles. I almost titled this sermon R-rated, because this is going to be an R-rated sermon. But not R meaning restricted, no R meaning real, real life. And you can go ahead and post Pastor Jay preaching an R-rated sermon today real life sermon because we're all battling R-rated battles come on real life battles look to your right your neighbor, neighbor is battling an R-rated battle today a real life battle but don't look at them in disgust don't start judging them don't look for the speck in their eye when you've got a 4 by 4 in yours bro look to your left Look behind you. Look in front of you. Look to this stage. We're all battling R-rated battles. Each and every one of us. Real life battles. Battles that others know nothing about. Because remember, our greatest battles are within. On the greatest battlefield, our minds. And sometimes the inner me is my greatest enemy. 
Ephesians 6.12 says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness, real life battles, rated R battles. The Living Bible says, for we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against persons without bodies. Can you picture that? The, ev the evil rulers of the unseen world, those mighty satanic beings and great evil princes of darkness who rule this world and against huge numbers of wicked spirits in the spirit world, rated R battles. Today we're going to continue this message on the battle that Moses, Aaron, and Joshua and her we're fighting, and I wanted to preach it all last week, y'all. I wanted to get it all in last week, but God told me to stretch it out, and I'm not even going to be able to finish it today. And so I'm going to be preaching these four scriptures three weeks in a row. There's just so much in it. But today I want to focus on how they fought this battle because it's so, so important on how we fight the battles that we're in today. Verse 13 says, that's how Joshua defeated the Amalekites. How did Joshua defeat the Amalekites? Somebody tell me because I got to know. How did he defeat them? Remember, the Bible says that as long as Moses kept his hands up in the air like this, the Israelites were winning. But the moment that he dropped them, the Amalekites, the enemy, started winning. And, and he held them up as long as he could. Remember? He could no longer physically hold his up, hands up any longer. And so what happened? Aaron and her had to step in. My Aaron and her is about to step in. And what did they do? They, the Bible says they held up his arms like this. And so this is how, church. Come on, I said this is how. This was how they fought this battle. With their hands raised high, with Moses' hands raised high just like this and this was how they fought the battle and this was how they won the battle just like this Amen. believers this is how we should fight every single battle that we fight just like this but far too often we don't fight our battles like this do we instead we fight them like this and we, we fight them over here all by ourselves all alone almost like our backs up against the wall everyone in the world is out to get us and and so we we're over here fighting a battle by ourselves. some of you are fighting a battle just like this today all by yourself all alone but look around you don't have to there's people in this room who will fight with you not against you but for you and so stop fighting your battles like this believer and start fighting them like this together with your arm bearers with your hands lifted up when when you can no longer hold them up your arm bearers your brothers your sisters your connect group hold them up for you see this is our prayer formation right now we're in agreement and we're praying together but really this is my victory formation I mean, look at my, look at my arms. I'm, I'm, I'm forming a V right now. This is my victory formation, church. And the title of my sermon today is My Victory Formation. Somebody say my victory formation. And, and so on this day, we're fighting Joshua's battle this way, right? But the next day, we might be fighting Robert's battle. 
And, and so we step in and we hold his arms up. But then the next day we might be fighting Kyle's battle. And, and, and so we lift our brother up in prayer. We hold his arms up when he can no longer hold them up. This is your victory formation. Kyle, do you feel victorious right now? This is our victory formation. Let's give them a great big hand. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. This is how we fight our battles because this is how we win our battles. In verse 12, in the contemporary English version, it says, after a while. Somebody say, after a while. His arms were so tired that Aaron and her got a rock for him to sit on. After a while, he got too tired. He could no longer hold up his arms up. And they stood beside him and supported his arms in the same position. See, after a while, you're going to get tired. And you're going to need people who will stand beside you and who will support you in that moment. Verse 13 says, that's how Joshua defeated the Amalekites. And so Moses was so tired and he was so weary that he could no longer hold his hands up. But what if Moses was just too tired and, and, and too weary to pray? Because we've all felt this way. Moses' exhaustion reveals our limitations on our own. Church, we will all grow weary on our own. There will be days, times, and moments where you're just too tired. You're too weak, you're too weary, you're too discouraged, you're too defeated to pray and you maybe you're that way today it's been a while your arms are tired your your heart's tired your mind is is just tired of of battling that battle and but see this is where we need an Aaron and a her this is where we need a, a brother and a sister to step in and to pray when we can't when we can't find the faith to pray, when we can't find the words to pray, we need an Aaron and a Her that will join us and, and pray with us and for us when we simply can't. Galatians 6.2 says to carry one another's burdens. And the greatest way that you can carry one another's burdens in the body of Christ is through prayer, believer. The most biblical way that you can carry your brother or your sister's burdens is through prayer. The most spiritual way of carrying one another's burdens is through prayer prayer after all we're called to be the body of christ right this is our spiritual duty as christians to lift one another up the contemporary english version says you obey the law of christ when you offer each other a helping hand reach out and give your neighbor your hand hopefully you have one this morning right now you are obeying the law of christ most translations use the word fulfill. Right now you're fulfilling the law of Christ by giving your neighbor a hand. Carrying one another's burdens is fulfilling the law of Christ. Point number one, we fulfill the call of Christ by being the body of Christ. Come on, let that sink in for a moment. You fulfill the call of Christ by being the body of Christ. Or you could use the law of Christ. You fulfill the law of Christ by being the body of Christ. But you can never, ever, ever fulfill the law of Christ or the call of Christ without being the body of Christ. It, there's no way. Somebody say, no way. There, there is no way to fulfill the call or the law of Christ without being the body of Christ. 
And we're called to be the body of Christ for a reason. Think about it. A hand by itself is useless. Hmm? Aren't we called to be the body of Christ? Some of us will be hands. Some of us will be feet. Some of us will be shoulders, arms, knees, fingers, toes. What is it? I can't remember the song. But a hand by itself is useless. The hand has to be connected to the wrist bone. The wrist bone has to be connected to the arm bone. The arm bone has to be connected to the shoulder bone. The shoulder bone has to be connected to the neck bone. Don't make me sing them bones, because I will. The body of Christ is called to be connected. Aaron and her fulfilled the law of Christ before it was even a law, y'all. Think about it. By being the body of Christ, by being connected. They stood beside Moses on each side of Moses. This was Moses' connect group. Think about it. Moses, Aaron, and Hur formed the connect group on that day. But Aaron and Hur are typically called Moses' what? Armor bearers or arm bearers. But think about it. His arm bearers were his prayer warriors. This reminds me of an old-fashioned prayer meeting. How many think that the modern-day church needs some more old-fashioned prayer meetings? Let me see your hands. Come on. Charles Spurgeon said a prayerful church is a powerful church. And remember, Jesus said, my house will be called a house of prayer. And so the house of prayer should be a house of prayer filled with prayer. But if the house isn't filled with prayer, it can't be a house of prayer, right? And so if a prayerful church is a powerful church, then a prayerless church must be a powerless church. The modern-day church most definitely needs more old-fashioned prayer meetings, although there's nothing old-fashioned about it. Prayer wins battles, believer. And we need to be praying people. We need to be a house of prayer. If it wasn't for this old-fashioned prayer meeting... With Moses, Aaron, and her, Joshua would have been defeated. Israel would have been defeated on this day. Verse 13 says, as a result, Joshua overcame the Amalekite army. As a result of what? The prayer meeting. Come on. As a result of Moses and, and Aaron and her, Joshua wouldn't have overcome if it weren't for Moses, Aaron, or her. Are you following what I'm saying? Me overcoming some of my battles will be because of you. And likewise, you overcoming some of your battles will be because of me. And because of the people sitting beside you, behind you, and in front of you. Those who will stand with you. If Moses would have been standing all and by himself with no Aaron or her, Israel would have been defeated on this day. But praise God he wasn't. And neither are you. Look around the room and praise God. You are not by yourself. And so you don't have to face this battle by yourself. You don't have to fight the battle by yourself. You don't have to stand all alone. There are people here who will stand with you. Not against you, but for you. And see, this old-fashioned prayer meeting released supernatural power. And OMG, church, if we're going to ever see supernatural power released, we're going to have to return to prayer. We're going to have to be praying people. We're going to have to become a house of prayer who lifts one another up. If we want to see supernatural prayer or power released in our families, we've got to return to prayer. 
If we want to see supernatural power released in our church, once again, we've got to be people of prayer. We've got to become a house of prayer. If you want to see supernatural power released in your body, healing power, victorious power, then you've got to be in prayer. We've got to be praying people. And when we pray, supernatural power is released. Come on, think about it. Miracles are released. Healing is released. Victory is released. This is my victory formation. This is how I fight my battles. Why? Because this is how I win my battles. Through prayer. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 12 says an enemy might be able to defeat one person, but two people can stand back to pack and to defend each other and three people are even stronger they are like a rope that has three parts wrapped together it is very hard to break the living bible says three are even better see numbers have symbolic meaning in the bible and the number three is used throughout the bible three prayers three a.m prayer three days three hours three crosses three closest disciples the trinity you cannot talk about the number three without talking about the Trinity. God is three in one, church. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. This is the first connect group, y'all. This is the OGCG, the original connect group. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Just like Moses, Aaron, and Hur, which is symbolic. Moses, Aaron, and Hur is symbolic of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That's deep, but it's symbolic for it. And think about it. If God needed a connect group, and if Moses needed a connect group, I assume that we all need a, a connect group. Amen? The Bible says in Genesis 2.18, it is not good for man to be alone. And so what's the opposite of good, Joe? Bad. And so it's bad to be alone, right? It, it's bad and unbiblical to be alone. It, it, it's not good to not be in a connect group. It's not, it's bad to not be in a connect group. It's unbiblical because we all need people who will lift us up, who will lift our hands up, who will lift our chins up, who will lift us up in prayer. We all need a connect group. We all need to be connected. Don't let your fear, your anxiety, or your personality keep you from connecting with God's people. God didn't create you to live in isolation, believer. No, he created you to live in community and, and, and unity with his people. He never intended on us doing this on our own. It's the devil who seeks to isolate us because he knows if he can isolate you, he can defeat you. John 10.10 10 says the enemy comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. He's vicious. He doesn't play fair, church. He isolates you to violate you. How many has ever been violated by Satan and his demonic minions? Raise your hand. I'm not talking about physical. I'm talking about emotional and mentally. We all have. I told you it's going to be an R-rated sermon. Point number two, the devil isolates you to violate you. Satan isolates you to violate you. And if he can isolate you, he will violate you. The NLT translation says that's his purpose. The devil's purpose is to take. He's greedy, and he will take, 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 believer. 
He'll take your joy. He'll take your peace. He'll take your purpose, but he won't stop there. He'll take everything that you've got. See, this is where the daily battle takes place, right here in our minds. And this is where we will either be defeated or victorious, right here in our minds. And, And this is where and when prayer is so vital because through prayer, power is found believer and through prayer power is released and see prayer is our way of taking back taking back what the enemy has taken from us what the enemy has stolen our minds come on control of our minds our thoughts our emotions our joy our peace our purpose and when you pray you take back what the enemy has taken from you and and what's better than one person praying two people praying and what's better than two people praying three people praying and what's better than three people praying you're wrong you're wrong a house of prayer (laughs) and if we will become a house of prayer we will be a house filled with power point number three they don't have it i added it this morning a house of prayer is a house of power a house filled with prayer will be a house filled with power and think about it a praying house is much stronger than a praying believer Think about it. If we're all praying in agreement, it's much stronger and better than one person standing over here with their back against the wall all by themselves. Verse 12 says the enemy can defeat one person, but two can defend each other. But, 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 but three are even stronger. How many want to be stronger? How many want to be even stronger? Come on, then get connected. Find your three. There's power in three a cord of three strands is not easily broken and so a connect group of three people can't be easily defeated so this is our victory formation right this is how we're going to fight our battles why because this is how we win our battles let's go to matthew 18 19 this is jesus and he says i promise that when any two of you on earth agree about something you are praying for my father in heaven will do it for you praise god hallelujah and then verse 20 says whenever two or three somebody say three of you come together in my name i am there with you church this is a promise on prayer jesus said if you agree on something in prayer see it's important what you agree with and who you agree with hear me out because many times in the middle of the battle we start agreeing with the wrong people or or a lie of the enemy like I can't do this I don't have the strength to do this I can't take it anymore I'm broke, I'm sick, I'm weak and I'm worthless and I can't do what God's called me to do or so and so can do it much better than me just my daily battles y'all but in this moment who am I agreeing with? well certainly not Jesus not his word Because his word says, I can do all things to Christ who gives me the strength. His word says, I am more than a conqueror, I'm an overcomer. His word says that I am healed, delivered, and free in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody shout, agreed. His word says, I can do what he's called me to do. I can be the husband he's called me to be. I can be the father he's called me to be. I can be the pastor he's called me to be. I can do what he's called me to do in his name. We've got to start agreeing with the word of God. Too many times we, would, we agree with the enemy. 
the father of lies, the, the one who seeks to kill, steal, and to destroy us. Believers, stop agreeing with the devil and start agreeing with the word. Remember, he's a lying snake. He's lying because he's dying, y'all. Agree with the word, his word, the truth. And the truth will what? Set you free. In the Passion Translation, it says, I give you an eternal truth. Jesus said, I give you an eternal truth. This is an eternal truth. When we pray together, God hears our prayers. That's an eternal truth. Let me illustrate it this way. And I'm going to wrap this thing up. When we come together in prayer, God hears our prayers. And so right now, I'm going to pray over Joel. And I'm going to ask Teresa to stand in the gap for Joel at this altar today. We all know Joel is fighting a health battle, right? And so I'm going to pray, by your stripes, Joel is healed. And since there's power in three, I'm going to pray it three times, church. By your stripes, Joel is healed. By your stripes, Joel is healed. By your stripes, Joel is healed. And what's better than one person praying? Two people praying. And so Becky's going to join me in praying this prayer over Joel. And we're going to pray this prayer three times. By your stripes, Joel is healed. By your stripes, Joel is healed. By your stripes, Joel is healed. And what's better than two people praying, church? Three people. Jenny, can you join us in praying this prayer? And so we're going to pray this prayer together three times. And we're going to surround her and pray over her. By your stripes, Joel is healed. By your stripes, Joel is healed. By your stripes, Joel is healed. And, and, and since Joel hears us pray in this prayer it gives her the faith to pray this prayer with us and so she begins to join us in prayer and we pray this prayer together by your stripes joel is healed by your stripes joel is healed by your stripes joel is healed and in verse 20 it says when two or more gather together in my name there i am among them and so guess what his presence is among us he is in this circle this connect group right now as we're praying do you feel his presence ladies joel do you feel his presence and so with his presence comes healing and so therefore his healing presence is here right now do you feel his healing presence in your body joel online i'm looking into the camera do you feel it? And so, this is what it looks like in the physical. An old-fashioned prayer meeting, right? But in the spiritual, let's go over here. In, in the spiritual, you can let go of that hand. It looks like this. Come on. Our prayer formation, our victory formation. And, and so this is Joel's victory formation. And I... I know she feels victorious in this moment. And one day, we'll be praying over Joel's bottle, but then the next day, we might be praying over Becky's bottle. And so they're going to switch. And so today, now we're going to be praying over Becky's bottle. And this is victory formation. This is Becky's victory formation. Do you feel victorious, Becky? And then the next day, we're going to be praying over a Jenny's bottle and, and, and 
and now we're lifting her up in prayer and this is her victory formation Jenny do you feel victorious in this moment and, and so and then the next day they're going to be fighting my battles for me and then I'm going to switch with, with Jenny and, and, and I'm going to go to the altar and then they're going to be lifting me up in prayer and, and this is my victory formation church and I feel victorious in this moment because my sisters are lifting me up they're, they're standing in the gap for me and, and we have the full assurance the promise and Jesus said when two or three gather together in my name anything they ask in prayer the Father in heaven will do it all right, we're going to just close out in prayer. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for the promise of your word when that two or more gather together in your name that anything we ask in prayer in agreement, God, accordance to your will, your way, your purpose, your plan, the Father in heaven will hear and will do it. Your word says in 2 Chronicles 7:14, if my people pray, will humble themselves, ask for forgiveness, that you will hear their prayer and heal their land. And so, Father, we, we ask for healing in bodies. We ask for healing in minds. We ask for healing in our nation. We ask for healing in our families. We ask for healing in marriages. We ask for healing in this church like never before, God. We thank you. We honor you. We give you all the praise, all the glory. Do your name. your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.